How do you lead an organization and the people in it? My name is Desi Mayer, and I've been doing both of these for over 15 years. Now it's time for me to give back and help leaders across the country. In this podcast, I share the lessons that I've learned from competing at the highest of levels in sports and small business. Buckle up, it's time to lead. Hey everybody, if you'd like to see a condensed version of what I'm talking about here in this podcast, just go ahead and follow me on LinkedIn at Desi Maynard. And if there's anyone that you think we should be connected with, tag them in one of my posts and we'll share. I appreciate you all. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to LEAD. Great to have you back with us today. Today we have uh, Noreen Owens from Noreen Owens Photography with us. She is a magician, honestly. She's a magician when it comes to the camera, when it comes to the atmosphere, when it comes to the environment. I know this because my daughters have been through it. Um, So we wanted to bring her on. She's got a team. She's been rocking it out for years now. And we want to learn something from her today. So Noreen, thank you for coming on with us and dropping some gold. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Absolutely. So let's do this. Just tell us a little bit about you, your business, your team, how you got started, and then we'll kind of see where that takes us. Sure. So our business is Noreen Owens Photography. We specialize in fine art portraits, and it's our goal to create stunning, impactful works of art that will really fill people's homes and hearts with love and joy and happiness. Uh, We really believe that family and the people that we love are the most important things in life. Mm -hmm. And being able to look at them on your walls just brings a great sense of joy and fulfillment to your day. We have four people on our team currently, Mm -hmm. um, not including myself, of course. And did you ask how I got started? Or I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Give us the story behind it. Like what, how did you... Why is all this stuff important to you? Why is love, joy, happiness, works of art? Talk to me about that. Well, I think it's really important because life is life can be challenging. It can be hard. Mm. We get kicked down. And it's important to remember the people that we love and the blessings that are in our lives. And so that is all super important to me. You know, the people that we have in our life and Um, being able to watch them grow and develop and being able to remember what they looked like when they were young. Because honestly, I have four children and it went by so fast. And I'm so grateful to have these portraits to really show exactly how they look. Because from day to day, you're just trying to survive when they're little. (laughs) So true, right? So true. Before recording, I'm like, I got a three and a five-year-old and they might be screaming and yelling. And, but it's, it's, it's so true to have, to have those moments captured, right? Right. Right. So is those, are those kids, the, the, you have four children, yeah. are, are they the why behind the business? You know, definitely they're a big part of the why behind the business. I started the business because I was in uh, corporate America and I started a family and it was very challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, I was getting up and driving my daughter to meet my dad. He was helping watching her a half hour one way and then driving an hour and a half to work the other way. And it just made for some very long days. And I had a passion for photography and I thought, you know, I'll just quit and start my own business. And that just sounds so simple, but it's so challenging. Isn't that true? It's like, you know what? I'll just start my own thing. Yeah. Right. Oh, but I love it. You jumped off the cliff of corporate America. Tell us a little bit more about that. How, because, uh, you know, it, it sounds simple, but it's not easy in any way, oh, shape no, or form. Oh, no, because, you know, I, 
I start like a lot of photographers do. I loved taking pictures and it was fun. And, but I realized my pictures did not look very good when I was starting <laughs> compared to what professional pictures look like. And I was like, I really need to step up my game here. So it was a big push to grow and develop and educate myself on mm -hmm. photography, but also on the business aspect, because really they're two completely different industries. You know, one is art and, you know, learning about technical aspects of photography, and one is learning how to run a business. So you're trying to gain, get your game on for both. And yeah. it was, it wasn't easy. You know, it took many, many years. I worked for free for many years. To yeah where we are today i think man you pull that's a i mean i think that's just an absolute nugget when like you you can absolutely make it on passion alone like when you're passionate about your thing like photography leadership whatever it is you like you can make it but man you can't ignore the business side of things especially if you're a solopreneur or you got a little a small little team like you have to do you we're the chief everything officer, right? At least till at least till we, you know, get our head on straight and have any clue of what we're doing. But you know, it comes with the passionate skill, you know, of the thing, photography, and then also, oh, there's a business to this, right? Like I got to figure out how to get people to give me money, essentially, for the for my skill. That's a whole nother skill set, right? Exactly. Um, and when you combine those two things, it's a large learning curve, right? Absolutely. And and you're never done. There's always more to learn and to grow and develop. And it's just a nonstop. It's so true. I always say that, uh, you know, I was an athlete and I say, people ask me, you know, how, how's the business going? How are you doing? And I say, you know what? It's awesome because I found this new sport. It's called entrepreneuring. And like, <laughs> you, you, there's it. like, there's this game. There's no end to the game. You can score as many points as you want. And every point is a dollar. <laughs> I love it's that. Like, that is, it's like this awesome game now that I, that I'm obsessed with essentially. So yeah, it's been fun, but so talk to us. How, how long have you been in the, how long you've been in the business and uh, how long have you been, uh, been doing the Nori Nolan's photography? So about 20 years now, 20 years. Okay. 20 years. Yeah. So a long time. Um, I really kind of got started when my second daughter was born. Okay. Um, I would move furniture in my living room and set up a studio there. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I would literally climb over furniture to get through the hallway because we didn't have a clear path. Yep. And you know, that just really wasn't ideal. So we ended up uh, taking out a loan and finishing the basement. And I hope in the future to have a brick and mortar studio and that will be coming hopefully in the near future. So we'll see. Exciting. Awesome. Yeah. I, it's uh it's a, uh, um, I don't call it an ugly truth, but it's just such a reality. Like I'm going to, I want, my wife wants to write a book called how to grow a million dollar business from a spare bedroom. <laughs> well, right. Like, I mean, that's where I'm at right now because like, why, why spend the money on some office when I don't need it? You know well, what? Or, and, and when you're when you're first cutting your teeth, you just make it happen, right? right. Whatever you right. got to do. Hey, do we do you do this? Yeah, we do that. And then you go back to your team and say, Hey, we got to figure this out, right? Exactly. We're gonna I love it. it it's so sure. good. So twenty years. Talk to me about what are some of the things that you've learned when it comes to the people side of things, your team, customers, whatever it may be. What are a couple of things that you've learned? Um, about people in this 20-year journey? 
Well, I've learned that you can't avoid hurting people's feelings. Mm. That is probably my biggest lesson because as a female, I think um, well, a lot of people in general can relate to this, but especially females, we tend to tiptoe around and want to people please and make everybody feel good. And it's, you can't really do that when you're running a business. You can't ignore things that have to be addressed and you can't get away from, let's say, a challenging client that's very confrontational. You mm-hmm. can't um, just walk away from that. So I guess those are kind of two different things, but you can't avoid confrontation and you can't avoid hurting people's feelings. Yeah. So those are things that I think everybody wants to avoid to an extent. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's been hard, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've really grown. And I've even said to my team, I just tell them straight out. I said, if I just told you everything you're doing right and ignored what it wasn't, like, that's just fake. And you guys will know it's fake. And yeah. you'll know that you can get away with things because I don't want to say anything to you. And mm-hmm. that doesn't serve any of us and essentially yourself because then you won't have a job if we don't have a business. So, yeah. Then, you know, yeah. I, I've had to learn to just say, hey, and it, those are hard conversations, but I'm just direct and honest, and it's not meant to hurt their feelings. And I'll say, you know, you're great, you're valued, you're doing a lot of things right. We have to address this, you know? Yep. We have to address so, A, B, C. Maybe there's yeah. not even three things. Maybe it's just one thing. Well, exactly. And like saying things in a timely fashion, you know, mm-hmm. not letting things happen like you see okay once I'm gonna let it go okay now it's been twice now it's three times okay now it's becoming a pattern well you know you got to stop it before that happens yeah yeah this is this is amazing so talk to me like how often like do you do this on a regularity um because I mean we're really essentially what you're talking about is just setting good expectations and holding people accountable to them which is nothing more than the collaboration of turning goals and objectives into results is really all that is Right. Because it's not just Noreen anymore. It's Noreen and the team because it's gotten big enough and successful enough that you're doing something that's larger than you, that really that's more than you're capable of. Right. Which is awesome. That's always the goal. But then, you know, people. Right. (laughs) And, you know, people are this are always the solution, but they're always the problem, too. (laughs) They can be. Um, I mean, I'm so grateful because we really have an amazing team. Like, I feel so blessed Mm -hmm. by our team. My employees are phenomenal and they're good and I trust them. And I think trust is such an important teamwork of leadership of just day-to-day living, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like they also feel comfortable coming to me and saying, how do you feel about this? Or what do you think about this? Yep. And, you know, I'll say, I think, yeah, I think we need to do that. Or I don't think that's that we should do it this way because, you know, we mm-hmm. have to look at this picture and how it's going to impact this and that. So, yeah, you know, but at least we're having open, honest conversations about things. Mm-hmm. And I think when you are a leader, it's very important that you have that relationship with people in that door. So they feel comfortable coming to talk to you and they're not afraid or intimidated or, you know, because if yeah. you have atmosphere it's not going to grow it's not going to develop or flourish you want to have a very healthy comfortable trusting relationship Mm -hmm. with everybody how did you get to that point right because at some point these were brand new 
team members, yeah. right? So how yeah. did you get to that? I think that's what probably the listeners want to hear. Like, hey, I just hired so-and-so or oh, I'm pretty, you know, <laughs> yeah, prayer. That's so, I love it, prayer, right? Jesse, but, I, I need some major hiring mistakes. Sure. And, Who has you know, it, right? Who has Oh, it? yeah. I made major hiring mistakes. And people would tell me, be slow to hire and quick to fire. Yep. And luckily the people ended up quitting. Um, but it was, it was bad. And, and I was feeling desperate and mm -hmm. it was, you know, I lacked the skill set for making good decisions when evaluating employees. Sure. You know? Or feeling well, I, desperate. I, th I think the, the point is, I mean, lack of the skill set is almost like, it's like a harsh way to put it on yourself. You've never done it before. Yeah. Right? Like right, you didn't even right, know this new. was a brand new thing. I'm right. a business owner and now I'm going to hire somebody. That should be easy, right? And it's right. like, no, that's a thing that, you know, these new entrepreneurs, new leaders, who's going to be on my team is one of the most difficult things, one of the most difficult first steps as a leader, right? So I think step one, give yourself some grace because like who hasn't made at least three horrible hiring, you know, decisions or who's going to be on my bus or in my boat, so on and so forth. But it's, I think it's, and, and probably what you're about to share, it's, it's what you learn from it and how you move forward. That's exactly right. And, you know, I think when you're an entrepreneur, you work super hard, you're very focused, you're driven, like these are just tend to be kind of common characteristics of entrepreneurs. And you think everybody's like that. Yeah, it's so you know? true. Yeah. And, yep. and you hire people and you're like, okay, then I had to implement a dress code. Because I'm yep. like, you can't show up in your paint clothes to work. You know, like, you need to brush your hair before you come to work. Like, yeah. I mean, these are all real things that have happened, you know? Yeah. And you're like, that's something that I didn't think I would have to talk about, but right. yeah, I do. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I think it, it, it's interesting too. I mean, I think I've went through probably 10 team members. Like we don't have 10 right now because only like three have stuck. And one of them is my own wife. Right? Like, <laughs> Good thing she's stuck. <laughs> but you know, but I, I call, you know, I call them, I call them unicorns. You know, the people who are driven, who are self-starters, you know, who own it. And I, and I think a, a thing that, I, that I've learned, too, is the way that you motivate and incentivize, right? And I, it doesn't have to be just with money, but that's definitely a variable in, in the making it a win-win-win situation, meaning the company wins, the client wins, and the team member wins, Right. I've yeah. found that to be very helpful and motivating for people, because if you do find like a killer, right, a, a unicorn who is driven, like they want their hard work to pay them. Right. In yeah. some way, shape or form. And so that just for me, that's one of the things that I've found of if you can set that up and how you motivate them. Right. Because I think leaders all the time get that wrong when they look at you know, is they're not doing what I asked them to do. Okay. Well, there's only a few questions that you can ask, right? Did I tell them correctly? Like, did I communicate it? Right. And then are they motivated to do it? Right. right. Did, did I talk about it enough so that they know it's important? Do I have their, um, their goals and objectives aligned with the company's goals and objectives so that we can make sure that they want to do it? 
you know? Um, and so those are some of the, the school of hard knocks that I've been through. Um, and some of the things that have helped me, uh, for sure. But so you, you found, up, go ahead. Well, I was just going to share, you know, I think you bring up a good point because, you know, in the beginning, you're just trying to keep people and get them trained and get them going. And, you know, you would think, oh, it's, it's not that big a deal. Like how long does it take to be trained for this photography industry? But it, it takes well over a year to even really get it. There's so many softwares. There's so many different things that we do. There's so many details that have to be communicated clearly with our mm -hmm. client and expectation set. And this is all really, really important. So, you know, we spun our wheels so long and then you get someone trained and then they leave and then you have to start all over. And that's just an exasperating process. Oh, yeah. But for we finally have a team that's been with us, you know, for a couple of years, which is amazing. Oh, and yeah. so we're able to move forward. And one of the ways we do incentivize them is, is you're right, it's not just money, but you want them to be recognized and acknowledged. So I had um, first impression print Noreen Owens photography reward dollars. And when I feel like they go above and beyond, and they all have them. So the manager can hand them out, an assistant can hand them out. Whenever mm -hmm. you see someone going above and beyond, you give them a reward dollar. At the end of the year, they can be turned in for gifts, prizes, a paid day off, you know, just different things. So I love um, it. I love it. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. it's fun, right? And it's fun. Right. right. Yeah. So, you know, I think people can get creative because it's all relevant to your team. Right. And the things that, you know, the way that you guys click, but that's a great one. You know, uh, it's such, such a good idea um, when it comes down to it. But so talk to me about how did you get from, you know, we've got them now they're, they're here. I think I've got the right people to, we can have these hard conversations. We can collab honestly, you know, those types of things. And also I was going to, I just remembered that a couple of good statistics. So you're saying it takes about a year yeah, it, that's exactly right. Um, the uh, I believe it was Harvard Business Review says it takes about eight months for a, a new employee to reach an average level of productivity, an average level, yeah, right? And when when any business owner hears the word average, we're like, well, that's not good enough, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know. And then um, you're saying when you lose a team member and you have to retrain, it, it costs like expense about a third of that new employee salary to do all of that training Absolutely. right? and the time, the resources and materials. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's like, man, that's not, those are scarce resources, especially when we're early on. And cause you know, the, the upside of having the right team member is like, Oh my gosh, exponential. The yeah. downside of having the wrong team member is the same, but negatively. <laughs> That's exactly. It can be horrible, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you're on vacation, you want to be able to trust that everything is happening as best it can be without you there. And you want to, you know, trust your employees are working and not, you know, doing other things. So absolutely. absolutely. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So good. So talk to me, what would you say is your leadership superpower? I think my leadership superpower is being very driven and being able to move the company forward and to express that vision to the team to let them know, you know, what my thoughts are, why we're doing this, where we're headed, that kind of thing. Okay. So, so how do you come up with that? Like, how do you cast vision? How do you, where do you get that from? 
it can be from many different places, you know, it can be from just goal setting, it can be from the industry itself, like learning what other photographers are doing and taking it, making it my own or changing it. Um, it can be from just being inspired by something that I come across, you know, there's so many different ways that it all feeds in, but because I'm so committed to this business and it's, you know, I eat, breathe, <laughs> dream, live it, eat it, you know, yeah, 24-7, it's always on my mind, you know, I'm always thinking about ways to progress, to make things better, you know, bring more value, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the motivation, the drive, you know, I think it's, I think it's one of the number one qualities of an entrepreneur, you know, of a, a solopreneur, of an excellent leader that it's kind of innate when people are like, you know, why do you do it? How do you do it? It's like, I don't really know another way, but go. <laughs> right. You right. know, and, I, and exactly I think right. it's been a commonality, you know, as we've talked to, you know, a whole bunch of leaders and entrepreneurs that, you know, they have that innate ability to want to win and to keep winning. And just uh, we're going to left, right, repeat. And I'm not going to stop because why would I? Right. right. I'm passionate <laughs> about what I do. I love what I do. And so I'm going to do a whole bunch of it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. and uh in that and we we want that impact, you know, in the world. We we I'm you know, I'm sure you have a dream of uh, by the time you're done, you want to know exactly how many households have one of your pieces in it. Right? Yeah. That would be that would be really cool. I think about that a lot, you know. Yeah. Think about how our artwork is hanging in other people's homes and it's really cool to think about that. For sure. I mean, that's one of the, like, I, I always say like, there's no, there's not an end point for me. Right? There's no um, finish line. But by, by the time I take my last breath, I want to know how many leaders did we impact? What's the number? Right? Is it a million, a thousand, like whatever it is. Like, I, I don't even, I want it to be as big as possible. But I, that's like, I, that's my journey is I want to know what that number is. Yeah, right. that'd be great. how many people did we impact, right? In how a pot, you really know that though. I, we we try to track it as best as we possibly can, you know. <laughs> but it's it's hard because it, you start to get the trickle down effect, you know. And it, like even for you, like um, like I gave one of your one of your pieces to to each of my grandparents, right? right. So like you and and I'm sure you're not aware of every one of those types of things that happens. Right. But yeah, just to know how many pieces, how many households have one of your pieces in it. That yeah. would just be that that would be cool. That would be cool. Absolutely. So talk to me about what's your what are some of your biggest hopes and dreams when it comes to uh, you know, knowing knowns photography, your team, you know, your business, those types of things. I think, you know, with my team, it would be just to continue to build on a great relationship that we have with each other. Mm -hmm continue to improve to move forward like that's always definitely my biggest hope and dream with with that and as far as leadership improving as a leader because I think I told you leadership is something that I honestly never like really started reading about or thinking about until you came into our BNI group and and we started talking about this podcast oh yeah and I was like, I actually had a conversation with my staff, like, how do you see me as a leader? What are your thoughts? So that that was really interesting. 
Oh my gosh, let's dig into that. That's hold on, <laughs> let's dig into that. That's amazing. So you asked each of them how they view you as a leader. What did yeah. you learn? What did you learn? Well, um, one of the best things that was said was just that how strong my vision is, and that okay. she, she really appreciates that because she doesn't feel like she has to worry about losing her job because she knows that she says I'm quick to make changes, and mm-hmm. you know I'm always looking and thinking about how things are interacting and being impacted. So that Love was it. really, really positive. Yeah. And then um, the other the other side was what I had already said, just like, you know, you can't worry about hurting people's feelings. And, yep. you know, you have to do, you have to make decisions that are best for the company. So. Very good. And they, so they were actually, they were open enough to give you some, some, some good feedback then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That, I mean, that right there, I mean, I do this every day and that is a major telltale sign of a trustworthy team because most of the time when you first go in and ask for that feedback, it's just fluffy and it's all positive. And it's like, no, 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 I need something. Give me something. All right. Give me something. And they won't because they don't, they don't, they think they're going to get fired or they, they don't trust you yet or whatever, you know? So that's amazing that your team gave you that some good feedback that's actually constructive, right? So you have something to improve at. I was Absolutely. just, I was just working with a team yesterday and one of them we were setting a communication goal and he was struggling to set a goal. And he's like, oh, is this like, uh, it feels like something's broken and I want to fix it. And I'm like, no, that is not the case, right? If, you know, if you score 11 touchdowns, don't you want to score 12 touchdowns, right? Like if you make a million dollars, don't you want to make $2 million? Like this is just, this is good to great. This is like not, it's broken. We got to fix it. This is like, why wouldn't you want to continuously get better in, in everything? In everything, a hundred percent. You know, because right. if not, it's like, hmm, I don't think you're one of those unicorns then. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't want you on my team if you're that comfortable. Yeah, I think that's a great way to say it. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's hurting somebody's feelings or telling, you know, the, the you know, the God honest truth or, or whatever you want to call it. But I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, if, if you want to do this and do it well, for 20 years, like you got to have that innate ability to seek out the the truth, right? To, and to do something about it, you know. So that that's 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 amazing. Um, uh, what would you say? What are some of your biggest challenges when it comes to leadership? What are, and how, and how have you overcame them? Facing them, and I think I think it's just you know my biggest challenges with leadership, honestly, have been with hiring and firing. Okay. Yep. Yep. And um, I think that that will always be a challenge to an extent because you can't really know somebody wholeheartedly when you're hiring them, you're making the best decision that you can. Yep. But what you do, like you said, is you build your skill set and you, you can see how hard they're working and you can see how open-minded they are and willing to implement what they're supposed to be doing during the training. And I do feel like training is very, very overwhelming when you're starting in a new position because not only are you learning about companies and like what we do and how we handle things and how to interact with clients, but you have to learn about software now too. <laughs> how to, yeah, yeah, there's, how a, te- there's, a, there's a tech stack for sure. Right. 
so there's so many like integrated pieces and it can feel a little bit overwhelming and, and quite stressful. Yeah. And I've witnessed that multiple times, but the people that are willing to fight through that and are, you know, can, can remain somewhat positive really can, can be just phenomenal and end up being mm -hmm. a great team member. So that, that I think has just been my biggest challenge as a leader. Yeah, no doubt. One of the, one of the things we do with our, you know, behavior consulting and, you know, our years of psychology and working with people is we try to be that crystal ball for someone in the hiring process, you know, and it's not, it's not, it's not easy, but one of the top things that we've learned over time, over screwing it up so many times is to hire the skill set, like you were saying, and not the person. Don't hire a person to fit a role, hire the role. Right? Like, what is the role that you need? Not, I like this person, let's bring them in. But what is the role that I need? And I need to hire for that role, not a person. Absolutely. Because you know? every single team member has different strengths and trying to put them in each other's roles. And, and, and we'd have to do that sometimes because we're a small business. Yeah, for sure. You know, is not, is not what they want, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second of all, is just not, it's not like that's not the role they were hired for. So it's not their fit, you know? Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, that's been that's been that's what we've found to be most successful is and setting the expectation early, right? Like right away of like this is what is expected of you. Do you agree with it? Yeah. Right. And then not if, but when, when something goes wrong, how do you want to address it? Right. So it's, it's a two way. It's an, it's an agreement. It's uh we're talking about it before it happens because it's oh, going, great. it's going to happen. Right. right. So when, you know, we get off track, when we don't meet the mark, right. Like we all do it. It's fine. We're humans, but let's talk about it beforehand to make sure that we're okay addressing it when it happens. Yeah. Right. And then you set up some type of regularity to talk about these expectations, just like you have with yours, you know, and talking about the accountability piece and making sure that essentially expectations turn into results. That's that, yeah. that's that's the goal, because like you said, uh, we don't if we don't have a business, we're not going to have a team. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, it's, those are hard conversations to have, but you have them and you try to give people a chance and then it's ultimately up to them if they're going to step up their game and they want to be a part of the team or not, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's dive into communication. So you get to communicate a lot and you have kind of the live, the live game time situations, right? Yeah. When you get, you know, you got the kids or the couple or the whoever the client is in the studio doing the thing, you've got the camera, the team is doing stuff. That is like game time situation, people. Right. Talk right. to me because that I was very interested in diving into this because we were there for that game time. And it's, I mean, the, the way that I observe things is always like, oh, this is like a lot of pressure because it's like, yeah. there's like four people here and you're doing it. And like the number one goal is capture the moment. Absolutely. So, right. okay. So when you were in, it was, it was a little bit different than like how our other sessions were run because you came in for Santa, yep, which was, love it. yeah, a little more intense. Um, but we do have different children's themed 
portrait similar to that. But normally there's one assistant in the room with me during the session that moves okay. lights and props and that sort of thing. But because we had time frames with Santa and all of that, we had to be on our mark. And so we had different people doing different things. Like there would be somebody that would greet you and make sure your children were dressed and ready to come down as soon as their session time started. Yep. And then help you, you know, on your way out with making sure that the pajamas were returned and that sort of thing. Yep. Because we provide the clothing. So it's definitely game time. I mean, we do everything we possibly can to give our clients the best possible experience. And so it's different from session to session too, right? Because our Santa session is going to be very different than a forever love couple that's coming into celebrating their love that have been together for more than 10 years. Yeah. So for children, you know, children are so much fun. I love them so much. And to get, you know, to be able to interact with them and get smiles and be silly. Well, when Santa's here, he's kind of the star. So I let, you know, Santa interact and, yeah. and the star and I get to kind of stand back. But during any other session, I it's a hundred percent on me to keep people entertained and okay. make sure that they're having fun and laughing and having a great experience. Yep. So, you know, one thing I do hear a lot of feedback on is that, you know, you've captured them. That's really them. Or those are real smiles. And yeah. That sort of and that's, that's uh, something that I've worked very hard to do because who wants to picture with a bunch of fake smiles? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? When yeah. you stand back, the, you know, somebody else might not notice, but you know, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and so there is a ton of interaction with myself and the clients during any other session, you know, than Santa. But with Santa, we we try to make it really special and memorable for the children. Like we found out about the children beforehand. We pre-planned gifts that Santa gave them to make it memorable at the end and like a celebration. And we really want them to walk away and feel like, oh my gosh, I just spent time with Santa and that was the real Santa. And I'm so lucky, you know, we Absolutely. want to remember this forever. Mm -hmm. No so, doubt. So what are, what are some of the things that you've learned when it, when it is all on you, you know, like talk to, talk us through your bag of tricks when it comes oh yeah, to I have a communication. Because you have to be able to commute communicate and relate with all ages and sexes and everything you know yeah so i can tell you that pretty much any kind of teenage boy or grown man doesn't walk into the studio going yeah finally i get to have my portraits done today and so, so I, true i definitely take that and use it and it's a great uh piece of humor for me for the whole session that's a good one yep yep and, um, like moms of seniors, every time I photograph a high school senior boy, it's always the same. The mom, you know, he'll be changing and the mom will walk up to me, like tiptoe up to me and kind of whisper, you know, he really doesn't want to do this. He's doing it for me. So maybe, you know, just, just, you know, you don't have to take a lot. I just want to have some, you know? Yeah. And it's like, don't worry. He's going to have fun. Don't worry. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I would say 99% of the time it's true. He has fun. Yeah. You know? and nice. we make it a good time for them so <laughs> very good that's great um yeah. so walk me through the 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 Santa experience when you have there was what two or three assistants yeah that were rolling like there and like th like talk me through like the game time right yeah. so like what do you like how do you guys coordinate like how do you coordinate that because it was like quick it was efficient but there was no magic lost at the same time. 
So right. like talk me through the communication and the teamwork during that moment. Yeah. So the team was very clear on our time frame. You know, when mm. we had to have people in and out, they, we had someone in charge of greeting people and helping making sure we had the right size pajamas for the children and that they fit. And, you know, just getting, you know, getting your paperwork done before you came downstairs. And then as soon as you came down, it was all about Santa. And so my team knew they had, you know, someone's in charge of moving the lights, someone's in charge of moving the props in and out, right? Because we're doing different props and different things. Gotcha. So they were very clear on, okay, everyone had a list. Here's the different things we're going to try to hit. You know, we have instruments we have a train we have this you know we yep. have that and so we want to get through all this variety for the kids so that the parents have this great portfolio of images to select from yeah and make it fun and interactive and moving along for santa you know so we start with cookies and milk and praying and all of this this other stuff so mm-hmm. and then you know when they leave we do a quick wipe down of everything all the props the bathroom and everything like that you know yeah <laughs> make sure the next the next session's ready to go so so main thing i heard was that people know exactly they knew what, exactly what yeah. they're supposed to do what they're yeah. in charge of what they're responsible yeah. for nice love it absolutely yeah that's probably key and i'm sure you get better and better at it the more of them you do absolutely right yeah yeah, yeah. practice makes perfect right yeah. um so this is one of my favorite ones. So I call it the how not, the how not masterclass. So if you were to teach us a masterclass, like how to, um, a, mine is like how to make sure that you're always busy, always say yes to everything and are always overwhelmed. <laughs> right? Like that's the example that I always give. So what, what would your how not to masterclass be? Like being sarcastic, like, how yes. not to be ready for the session, you know, how not to be ready for the session, how not to be prepared. Um, that's something we take super seriously. Like I tell my team, you know, and, and people do have to wait because that's just the reality. Yeah. But we have clients that show up a half hour early. And if they're our first appointment of the day, my thought is we need to be ready for them. If they show up a half hour early, we need to be ready to go. Now, if they have to wait 10 minutes because we're not 100% there yet, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we should always be on our game. You yeah. know, the lights need to be set up. The backdrop needs to be set up. We're communicating with the client ahead of time. What are you wearing so we know how to best prepare for the session? Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to be outside, the car needs to be loaded so we can head out and take, you know, take portraits and be ready to go. Yeah. So the last thing we want is somebody sitting around with small children waiting to have their portrait taken. Oh my gosh. There's a time bomb waiting to go off there, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I try to avoid that at all costs. And the best way to do that is to be ready. So my master class is how not to be prepared, how not to be ready. <laughs> Probably because you've learned every one of those lessons the hard way, you know, 20 years ago when it comes to all of those pieces. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. How to make sure you're never prepared for a session. Exactly. That's how it would be titled. You can teach, yeah, over 20 years, I'm sure that you could teach the absolute masterclass on that. Right. And I I always ask it that way because it's a little, it throws people off a little bit, right? It's like saying, you know, greatness is achieved by never not doing the fundamentals. Exactly. (laughs) Like, oh, wait, what? Never not. Oh, so always do the fundamentals. Yeah. 
But you say it that way because it throws people off a little bit, makes them think of it, makes them think for a second. So it's not yeah. just white noise, you know. You know what I mean? Um, talk to us about what are you, what are you, what are you learning currently? What's a book, a podcast, you know, a speaker? Talk to us about what, what are you? Is it a skill? Is it a photography skill? What do you, what are you, what are you learning? Well, I'm about to learn. I'm about to deep dive more into um, social media. Okay. So I want to learn more about creating TikToks, and I I do have somebody that helps me with Facebook ads, but I would like to learn more about how to do that myself. Okay. Yeah. It's quite involved, and it's also like a second full time job. So yeah. you know. <laughs> so true. Yes, very true. Yeah, I mean, literally, I'm filming today for yeah. you know 45 second social media reels and like right. it's work it's work it's there's yeah. a lot there's a lot to it and i am in no way have mastered any of it but you know we're we're trying so that's well, i a, mean i applaud you for making an effort because i think that that's huge it's and tough there's no doubt that's uh that's a great thing to dive into and learn because i mean it's so vast like it's like it's like this intimidating ocean right it is intimidating, you know, and there's so many people out there that are doing it and doing it well. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to dip my toe in now. <laughs> and I, I wonder if it's like with you, because, you know, you do photography and it's like, so if there's images or videos or whatever, it's like, are you going to be incredibly picky on what goes out there because it's what you do. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's like, how do you do that differently? I'm, I'm sure that's going to play a role just because, like, you have the eye, right? Like, you're trained to be picky on those right. things, right? right? So that that might present an even further learning curve um, when it comes to candidness, you know? Because that's a lot sure. of what social media tends to be, you know, is less yeah. po less polished, which is kind of the opposite of your, the, what you do. It, it, it definitely is. So I've already had to kind of accept those behind the scenes photographs. Cause I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not loving that angle of myself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. No doubt. But people love it. People love the behind the scenes stuff. I know. You know, they love the candid where this is us working. This is us right. doing our thing. Yeah. So true. So all oh, social media, you know, there's only a million books and 475 podcasts and, you know, a million and one experts out there that you can learn from when it comes to that. But, oh, yeah, let us know how that goes. Let us know how that goes. Um, right. What would be your advice for a new entrepreneur? They just now have one, two, three team members. They're just, they're in their first handful of years. Um, what would you say to them that would help? What would you tell Noreen 15 years ago about running a business, being a leader, having a team? I would say to make sure your employees are very well trained and don't assume, don't assume they're doing their job because yeah. Because like, that's how you are. You know what I mean? Because you don't need that extra management level. You don't need to be micromanaged. In fact, you hate being micromanaged, but your employees are not the same. Some employees mm -hmm. need to be micromanaged. Yeah. I found out I'm not a micromanager, so that doesn't fit into our environment. Mm -hmm. so I, I prefer not to hire an employee that needs that. 
you yeah. know? Yeah. But of course, you also have to balance that with the expectation that when people are new, they are going to need a lot more help, a lot more direction, a lot more communication. Absolutely. And, you know, fortunately for me, I've been able to rely on my team to develop that because mm -hmm. at this point in my career, you know, I'm pretty full most days, which is a huge blessing. Yeah. But I can't sit down next to somebody and train them 40 hours a week for 10 or 12 weeks. It's just not feasible or realistic, you yep. know? Yeah. So I can evaluate them. I can talk to them. I can point them in right directions. But as far as like sitting next to them and going through A, B, and C, I have to rely on my employees to do that with a new hire. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. Very good. The training upfront. That's yeah. what you're saying. Setting the expectation upfront, making sure that training is done really, really well. And now picking the right person, right? That's right. Picking the right, the right role. Awesome. Well, Noreen, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Love hearing about the magic that you produce and that you create and how you manage your team, how you lead your team, you know, how you have the tough conversations, especially the, the female perspective of it. I think there were some some pieces in there, you know, so for you listeners, I think that's important to look at, you know, especially now with me having two daughters, that's one of the things that I'm digging into is the advocate of female leadership. Um, I, I'm super excited to learn more and more about that and work on that with my daughters. So I think that was some absolute golden nuggets today talking about the team and how you guys do expectations and accountability well. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. Is there any final piece? I, I know I want I want you to share where do we find where do we find you? Where how do I get my pictures taken with Noreen? Uh, NoreenOwens.com. And you can always reach out to us directly, 517-258-3020. Noreen Owens Photography is on Facebook, Instagram. We'd love for you to join us and follow us. Um, I, can, I, can I answer the question about the book real Absolutely. Quick? So one book that I would recommend um, is by Marianne Williamson, and it's A Course in Miracles. Say it one and more time. A Course in Miracles by Marianne Williamson. Okay. Um, she talks about how everything we do is either from a place of love or fear. And so when we get ready to communicate and have these hard conversations, it's one thing I always talk about and want to make sure, you know, that people know I'm coming from a good place, a place of love and concern and not a place of, you know, being, you know, fear. being untrustworthy or, you know, Yep. Something like that. So yeah. it's a powerful book. I read it in my 20s. It's definitely uh, changed my life and I highly recommend it. I love it. Yeah. And then I think it's always important to, to learn how people on your team love. Yeah. Right. Because like the way that I love is like, I'm going to challenge you to be better. Right. Like that's how I love. That's how I do things. That's where my love's going to come from. Right. Versus someone else might be different, but to have that conversation. Awesome. I wrote that down. I'm sure that will enter my Amazon cart soon. Um, but thank you so much, Noreen, for coming on with us today. It's been an awesome conversation and uh, we appreciate you coming on with us and having a good time. Thank you, Desi. Thank you for having me. Thank you.